Once upon a time, there was a podcast called the Spyrican Manga Review. It was very fun. Warning! This episode contains girl power, star-crossed lovers, moon princesses, moon kitties, feminist monsters, sailor scouts, and naughty language. Moon prism power makeup! Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Episode 60. In the name of the moon, I will punish you! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How you doing today? Pretty good, I hope. I'm in a pretty good mood today, and hopefully you are too. So, for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. For those of you who are returning, hey, how you doing? Hope you've been good. So, What's Spyrokin, you're probably wondering. Spyrokin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I review one to two manga, depending on the situation, give you a little bit of information about it. That way you don't go to a bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool, and you pick it up and it sucks completely. I do all the dirty work for you, I'll give you lots of information about it, and even if it's worth reading. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but I hopefully inform you a little bit so you can make the judgment on your own. So, what's new in Spyrokin review land? I don't know. Not much. Just been working, really. A lot of work and also some stuff with family issues been going on with my idiot brother and with my parents and yeah. thank God I live alone. Thank you. If I lived in that house I would go crazy. Anyway, so what else is new? As you heard in the opening, Bell Chan was here, but unfortunately she had to go because she got a job interview. Hopefully she gets a job. Well wish her luck. Um Heard from Mason and Wolf. Surprisingly, they have given me something which I'm going to be using for the biggest contest I've ever had on this podcast. So you have to wait and see at the end of the episode what I am talking about. So, either way, what else? What else? Um, that's about it, really, for what's new with us and what's going on. I mean, besides that, really nothing much. Just been playing Ghostbusters. Really cool game. A lot of fun. And I'm getting ready for information on Comic-Con because, well, unfortunately I couldn't go to Comic-Con because I'm a moron, but 
I really wanted to go, and I love all the information you get from Comic-Con, because as if you remember, I am a huge, besides manga fan, I'm a huge comic geek, which supposedly I'm not supposed to exist according to various other podcasters, because there's no such thing as a comic book fan and a manga fan. They can't be the same thing. Well, unfortunately, fuck them. I am both. I love comic books. I love manga. I love the printed word. I love reading. That's my, my shtick. And, you know, that's my thing. But I love manga a lot more. It's a lot more interesting, a lot more fun a lot better than a lot of stuff's been going on in the comic universe, because, I mean, I love Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man, I love Captain America, but lately, it sucked completely. If someone says, oh, Spider-Man's been really good lately, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself, man, because Brand New Day was the worst thing they ever could do with fucking Spider-Man. And then they do the same thing with Ultimate Spider-Man, where they leave it off where you don't know if he's fucking dead or alive. It pisses me the fuck off about that, because Ultimate Spider-Man was good. You didn't need to fuck it up with Ultimatum. It was good. It was inventive. It was different. It was unique. And they fucked it up. <sighs> so far, I've been reading just DC, because Marvel has let me down so much. And with DC, there's only two things I'm reading, and there's Batman. And while my friend Matt's all, Oh no, they killed Bruce Wayne! Oh no! You know... I like what they did with the new Batman Reborn. It's pretty cool. But more importantly, the thing which I love, my favorite comic so far, the current year, Green Lantern. I love what they're doing with Blackest Night. It is awesome. Anyway, that'll be another episode because we're doing an entire episode just devoted to Blackest Night. We're going to have three other people on there on there talking about it and giving us some information about it. That way, oh, also, before I forget, I should say I'm slightly intoxicated. It's been one of those days. So before I recorded, I decided to have a couple of drinks. So I may sound a little bleh right now, but don't worry about it. It's going to flow good. It's going to be nice because this is a very fun episode. So let's go on with the news. So unfortunately, with Comic-Con coming, nothing happened. The only thing really is that they officially showed Evangelion 2.0, which I don't remember really what the name of it is, but can't wait to see it because it's supposed to be really good. And I heard that they completely divert deviated from the original story completely so they've changed a lot of stuff added some new characters changed some of the angels and it should be pretty cool i'll definitely give you some information about when i see it but that's about it so there's no news until the next episode which should be next week which is i think the last week of july so either way let's get on with the review of this week because as you can remember from those of you who were listening to the last episode i spun the wheel of manga and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a very popular and very difficult to explain, because this will take a while, series. Now, for those of you old anime and manga fans, you might remember a show from a long time ago. A show which was for girls, but for some reason it compelled us to be interested. And we got kind of cool about it, and we kind of liked it and dug it, and we wanted to know more about this series. And what is the series I'm talking about? Of course, I'm talking about... Biso Sensi Sailor Moon, or Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. And so, I spun the wheel and I'm going to be reviewing Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, which was written by Naoko Takuchi, and it was originally published by Kodansha. And it was originally published in the United States by Tokyo Pop under their Miz line, M-I-Z-Z. Originally before they adopted the circly bobber smiley face thing, which looks like a ripoff of the Laughing Man. They originally were known as Mix Publications, and that's how they had Sailor Moon, which was originally released, and it's a little annoying. And because of the reasons of the things that piss me off, I'm going to be referring to the main characters as they're supposed to be. But first, let me give you a little bit of information about it besides the whole factor on who, 
the publishers were. Well, besides the fact it's a major shoujo, of course, with Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, it'd be kind of fucking obvious. It originally came out in 1992 and was ended in 1997, and there's 18 volumes. Only 18. Not any more besides that, unfortunately. But, um, who knows? They might make more later eventually. But, here's the other cool part. Besides its five-season TV series and the live-action movie and the live-action drama... It also is the spawned sequel to a series called Codename Sailor Vui, which you may review in a later podcast. And for those of you who remember in Sailor Moon, there's a character who's shown all over the place. Sailor Vui, Sailor Vui, you know, oh look, it's Sailor Vui. And she's all important, she's the most important character ever, blah, blah, blah. And as you can guess, Sailor Moon is a ripoff of Sailor Vui, because... What happened was, Sailor Vui was the first magical girl, really, because her whole deal is that, well, she's the first Sailor Fuku magical girl. And what happens is, she was a character that was a 13-year-old middle school student, kind of distracted, kind of weird out there, obsessed with finding love, and very, just really melodramatic, and just over, she's just very overspoken. And what happened was that she found a magical white cat, and cat's name was Artemis and she became a crime fighter named Venus or Sailor V and she fought the evil dark agency and became a huge pop idol and that's what the whole series was about but what happened was that the publishers from Kodansha said hey Noke Takuchi we need you to make a new series a better series we want to adapt it to an anime but we want to, instead of having a single crime fighter we want to have a whole team so, as opposed to making a Sailor V series with a bunch of assistants, we'll make a new character. She'll be the one in charge. And then we'll add Sailor V later on and make her interesting. And so, this birthed Sailor Moon, who is pretty much a carbon copy of Sailor V, except uh, Sailor V was very overdramatic and just graceful, driven, and just didn't really think straight. Like... She is kind of moronic and stupid things, but she was very, you know, t put together. Meanwhile, the main character of Sailor Moon, which we'll get into in a bit, is very stupid. She's not as intelligent. She's a lot lazier. She's not as athletic. And she's clumsy and a crybaby. And the manga was only two episodes for Sailor V, but it was pretty interesting. It, I checked it out beforehand. It's not as flashy, not as dramatic, but it was a good read. So now, what about Sailor Moon? Now, for those of you who've been under a rock or were born after 1990, which some of you are, Sailor Moon is a very old and very popular series. At a lot of conventions and a lot of other things, you'll see people dressed up as Sailor Moon. You'll see a lot of Sailor Moon fanfics, a lot of Sailor Moon fan sites. Because Sailor Moon was the most popular thing. It was arguably the first real big anime to appear during the anime boom of the 90s. A lot of girls loved it and they got interested in it. And contrary to how it was shown in the United States where it was severely butchered, it was a very long and disturbing series with things like bestiality, gay relations, abuse, crazy people, um, murder, death, um, edible complexes, electric complexes, uh, gender questions, and a lot of other unusual things in this series for a magical girl series and well let me get into the whole concept of what it is besides being a sailor fuku series now sailor fukus are of course those schoolgirl uniforms you always see that look like kind of like sailor uniforms but a little weird 
And the whole premise is that there's a main character in this series called Usagi Tsukino. And if you look in the mix version, her name is Bunny. If you look in the anime, her name is Serena. But because of the fact that I also like the true anime version, we're going to use Usagi, which means Bunny. So, well, the main character is Usagi. This really ditzy, middle-aged... I'm uh, sorry, middle school girl who's kind of flaky. You know, typical girl who's just kind of not with it. Like, she constantly wakes up late. She's failing all of her tests. Like, on her first English test, she gets a 30. And she's just not really very ambitious. She just is living life, having fun, being a typical girl. And what happens is that one day she's walking home after a very screwed up day. And she sees a bunch of kids picking on a, a cat. They're poking at the cat and pulling its tail, and it's freaking out. And she just kind of does the right thing, because she says, this is, this is wrong. And she goes, hey, you kids, don't pick on the cat. And the kids see an authority figure, because they're like five years old, and they see a 13-year-old. Oh, no, an adult, run away! So they run away, and the cat is freaking out, because it was hurt. And she's looking at the cat, and she sees on top of the cat's forehead, she sees a Band-Aid. She's like, all right, calm down, don't scratch me. Yeah! scratches her and it's like oh calm down and she pulls off the band-aid and when she pulls off the band-aid there's a bald spot which looks like a crescent moon and the cat suddenly looks at her almost recognizes her and then runs away and so later on after some hijinks in school and meeting a very rude and douchey person she comes home after her parents yell at her and just treat her horrible because she's a good girl but she's an idiot like she fails and her mom literally throws her out of the house her younger brother doesn't respect her her father's like oh don't worry Usagi we know you're stupid but don't worry about it I mean she doesn't have down syndrome but they treat her like she's an imbecile and what happens is she goes to her room takes a nap because she's had a stressful day and who comes in her room but the cat and the cat looks at her and wakes her up and says Usagi-chan wake up hi my name's Luna and you've been destined to become a sailor warrior to fight evil doers and so on and so forth. And Usagi's like, okay, I'm going back to sleep now. This is a dream. Doesn't believe that there's a magical cat talking to her because it's just kind of weird. And so the cat says, I have a gift for you. Suddenly she wakes up. She's like, what? Gift? Cool. That's really nice. And what happens is Luna makes a brooch appear. And she grabs the brooch like, oh, this is a nice brooch. And she's like, well, hold it up and say... Moon Prism Power Makeup. So Saji, being the girl she is, lifts up the brooch and she says, Moon Prism Power Makeup! And then suddenly, with magical ability, BAM! After a giant display of magical shiny colors and ribbons and other things, suddenly she's clad in a Sailor Fuku with a mask on and she's transformed into the soldier of love and justice, the one, the only. Sailor Moon. Once she's transformed into Sailor Moon, suddenly she hears a bloom, bloom, and she hears someone crying, Help me! Help me! And who is it? It's her best friend, Naru. And Usagi freaking out says, What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And Luna tells her, You have to go save her. And so suddenly you see that there's this evil Yoma, or monster, attacking her friend Naru, and what's she gonna do? She, she bursts into the room and says, Let go of Naru-chan, you evil monster! And the monster turns to Sajin's like, Who are you? And quickly thinking, she says the word, 
essentially fighting for love and justice. Sailor Moon! In the name of the moon, I will punish you! And she proceeds to kick the monster's ass after crying and causing all these vibrations to happen. And eventually using her special ability, which is a tiara, which blows stuff up and causes problems. She saves a day. And thus... And such begins Sailor Moon's adventures against the Dark Kingdom. The Dark Kingdom, they are remnants of, an, of a former army who they're trying to take over the world by finding this crystal called the Silver Imperium Crystal, or the... Gizunkie. What happens is that they're looking for it and they also want to harvest human energy so they can survive. So you have two things they're looking for and Sailor Moon's trying to fight them and stop them. Now the Dark Kingdom is being headed by this evil queen who's known as Queen Beryl. And she's very creepy and she has a crystal ball and you see her just sitting there and she gives orders. And I'm like other minions she sets the precedence that follows a lot of sentai series over and over again which is if your minion knows the identity of your arch nemesis you don't find out that information from the minion you proceed to kill that minion without finding out they'll be like oh no please i know the answer you have failed me too much die and then they kill them that's kind of what happens a lot in this series and Besides all the different Yoma she uses to attack different people, she also is helped by the four generals. Now, the four generals, they're very different. They are named after pieces of jade, which would be Jedite, Nephlite, Zoosite, and Kunzite. And they are just very evil. Each one of them is different. And if you watch the anime series, Kunzite and Zoocyte are gay lovers in the Japanese version in America. Zoocyte turns from a woman into a man. One of the big issues people has, but either way. Now, this episode will be spoiler written, so I apologize. If you don't want to hear spoilers about this series, well, one, this is way past the date of it. It came out back in the 90s, and it's now 2000. It's been over 15 years, so unfortunately, sorry. It's a really cool series to check out if you're a girl, if you're a guy. You might even like it because it's different and interesting. So, anyway, what happens is. Now, as I said earlier, Sailor Moon's job is she has to fight the Dark Kingdom. And her other mission is that she has to find the mysterious Moon Princess, who is her leader, supposedly, and blah. There's other things involved, but I will not get into that. But, as you can guess, she can't just walk up to a Yoma and say, I'm going to beat you up and punch them. She has a repertoire of abilities and skills, which she's been handed by Luna, and they keep getting upgraded so she's stronger and stronger, like most Sentai superheroes. And that's the cool thing. Now, her first ability, of course, is this weird mask she has, which shows her images of what's going on and what you can see. Not really useful for certain things, but it's pretty cool when you can see that Naru's in trouble, or Amy's in trouble, or one of the other characters is in trouble. It shows them the problem. Also, she has the ornaments, which she can use to hear things, and also she can use it to do this, like, sonic wail that'll deafen bad guys. It's only used, like, two times, but it's pretty cool. Now for her finishing move. That's the most important thing, because everyone has a finishing move. Masked Common has his rider kick, and the Power Rangers have their weapons, and of course, Voltron has Form Blazing Sword! And this series is no exception. The skill which Sailor Moon has, her first finishing move that she has in the series, is very special. What she does is she grabs a tiara on the top of her head, and suddenly it turns into a flying discus, and after saying, Moon 
She throws it, and it moon dusts the bad guy completely, obliterating them and turning them into nothingness. Or it could be used to wrap up the bad guy to hold them off so she can punch them, or one of her helpers can shoot them and turn them into nothingness. But later on, that gets upgraded because the moon tiara is not strong enough and becomes a laser, actually. It's the moon beam ascension, which is what happens is that she gets a new tiara because her first tiara is destroyed. And what happens is that suddenly the moon will appear and it'll like put a moonbeam right into her forehead and it shoots out and obliterates the bad guy. It seems very much like if you've ever seen Gundam X, like the Gundam X moon satellite beam. It's very reminiscent. But that's not all she has. She doesn't just have the moon blasting beams. Later on she gets what's called the moon scepter, which you put the silver imperium crystal into and it turns into it's able to heal people and that's Moon healing escalation! But besides these offensive weapons, which can heal, which is that's what it does, or destroy things, she has the moon pen. It, she says, moon power, turn me into a raging alcoholic, or turn me into a raging stewardess, and it turns them into whatever she says. It's a disguise pen, so she can infiltrate places. She mainly uses it to screw around, but it's pretty cool and pretty unique and a little different. Now, since this is a Sentai show, as you can guess, Sailor Moon doesn't fight the bad guys alone. No, she has lots of help. And that is the Sailor Senshi, or the Sailor Scouts. And the truth of what they are is very mysterious and part of the plot, so I won't spoil it. But in the anime series, it takes a long time for the first Sailor Scout, besides Sailor Moon, to show up. And then it goes one, two, three, really quickly. And, and the nice thing, unlike in the TV series where you have long chapters in between each thing, it goes the first chapter you find Sailor Moon, the second chapter you find one of her other cohorts, third chapter you find another cohort, then you have a little bit of story plot, then you have another cohort shows up, and so on and so forth. It's relatively fast paced for being released after the manga, and it's a lot more interesting than the TV series, because the TV series is awesome, don't get me wrong, but they kind of sped past what they originally were going to. They got to a certain point, and then they were like, okay, we passed where the manga is going, what are we going to do? Okay, we'll make shit up. And it, it came out good, but the manga is a lot more depressing and sad. And first, let me get into the other Sailor Scouts, because of course you can guess, there are multiple Sailor Scouts. It's, it's a team. It's a Sentai manga, essentially, because there are five girls originally. Now, of course, the leader is Sailor Moon who, as I explained before, she's really noticeable because Sailor Moon has this hairstyle which makes her look like rabbit ears, or I think it's called an oxtail, where she has two balls on the top of her head, like a Mickey Mouse ears, and then she has these long braids going through them that reach the floor. When you look at it and you know her name's Bunny, it kind of makes sense she looks like a rabbit. But, okay. So the next Sailor Scout she meets as she's fighting the Dark Kingdom is Sailor Mercury, one of my personal favorites. Now, Sailor Mercury is this girl, Amy, who is very intelligent, like, fright freakishly intelligent. She has, like, a 300 IQ, always top of her class, and she is the sailor of ice and water. And pretty much she is just really smart and very intelligent. She's the tech girl, has all the abilities, and she's known because she has blue. Well, Sailor Moon's white with a blue scarf and red skirt. Um, Mercury is blue, and... Her special attack is Bubble Splash, which she shoots bubbles out and they kind of hide. It's like a camouflage thing. Later on in the manga, she gets cooler powers, which it's like a, a ice beam, if I remember correctly. Anyway, after she meets her, you have the next Sailor Scout, Sailor 
Mars. Personally, the utmost bitch on the planet. She's rude, she's crude to Saji, treats her horrible, and she hooks up with... Well, we'll get to him in a moment. And she is a bitch. And she surprisingly does all her sailor fighting in her sailor fuku in a pair of red stilettos. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Same thing. Anyway, she is the sailor of fire and of Mars, of course. So she's hot-tempered, and she's also a Miko. When you meet her, she's actually a Miko. And for a Miko, is a shrine priestess. Now, that means she's able to perform exorcisms, fortune tell, so on and so forth. And that comes into play later on when they get trapped and she has to use her Miko abilities to freeze a bad guy. And then they'll be frozen and then Sailor Moon will use her Moon Tiara and obliterate them completely. So those are the three first ones you meet. And then you have Sailor Jupiter, another one of my favorites. I like her because she's kind of sporty and she's also tall and she has a long hair and I got a thing for long hair. Anyway, doesn't matter. And she is the Sailor of thunder and lightning and also supposedly of earth and she has green tennis shoes and just her fuku is green that's her motif green and her ability is that she's able to call lightning and strike you down and she's also an accomplished martial artist and she's a cook and she doesn't have any parents we don't know why of course in most moments if you don't have parents it means that you're living a horrible and tragic life and the final sailor scout who i mentioned slightly earlier is sailor venus or as she was known in her original incarnation sailor of and she is the sailor of well venus and supposedly of love but she's got kick-ass powers and she wears orange and her ability is she has this thing called the crescent beam and she obliterates and blasts things and so you have the sailor scouts and they fight for good truth justice blah 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 and assisting them is this guy who's known as Tuxedo Mask. And if you've ever been to a con and you've seen someone dress up as Tuxedo Mask, he's self-explanatory. He is a guy who wears a tuxedo and throws a rose and says something very helpful to Sailor Moon and then he runs away. Saying, Sarabara! Disappears. Tuxedo Mask is kind of, eh. He could be better. He could be a lot cooler. I mean, the fact he has the pimp cane in the top hat, that should be cool, but he just like, I'm going to throw a rose and I'll deflect the beam. And then I'm going to be like, you can do it, Sailor Moon. It's like, what, what what, the fuck, dude? Come on. You could be better than that. I mean, who he really is, he's actually kind of kick-ass. But the, the tuxedo massing is just kind of... <laughs> anyway. So you have the Sailor Scouts and Tuxedo Mask, who are all fighting against the Dark Kingdom. Also, before I forget, Tuxedo Mask is trying to find the Imperium Christum for his own reasons, because he can't remember who the hell he is. He's got these weird memories, and he can't remember them, and in his dreams, it says, you'll remember everything if you can find the crystal, and it will bring all of your memories back, and everything will be fine and good. So you have three factions trying to find the crystal, because Sailor Moon's trying to find it, because apparently, the Sailor Scout's job is they have to find the magical, mystical crystal, because it'll help them find their princess, because they're the bodyguards of the princess whoever the the princess of the moon is. You find out later who it is, and if you don't know, well, I should smack you in the back of your head. But the character is, of course, Sailor Moon is the moon princess, and the rest are her bodyguards. Big spoiler. Woo. And so, you have the Dark Kingdom trying to catch her, and it's just kind of a little formulaic, but it gets pretty cool, because that's the first story arc, the first three mangas, and it gets pretty interesting. 
there are a lot of differences. There are significant differences. The first major difference between that and the anime series is that originally in the past life, Sailor Moon, because they're all reincarnated from a former life back in the past, like 2,000 years ago, when they all lived on the Moon Kingdom, blah, 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 blah. And what happens is that in the manga, originally Darien gets, or Mamoru, who is the real name of Tuxedo Mask, gets killed by the leader of the Dark Kingdom, Queen Metalia. And in her utmost grief, Usagi, or Princess Serenity, um, decides to take a sword, which is very powerful, and she proceeds to shove it into her stomach, killing herself. And it kind of repeats itself two different times in the manga, and later on everything gets all better, so on and so forth. Now, I could really go on and on and on about this manga. I really should, because there's a lot of stuff to cover. There's several story arcs, like besides the first arc with the Dark Kingdom and how that goes on, you have the the Black Moon Kingdom, which introduces another very popular character, Sailor Chibi Moon, which that whole thing, it'll give you a headache if you try thinking about that whole respect. Then you have the Infinity Story arc, which is about heart crystals and so on and so forth. And then it goes into the other parts of it. Because there's a lot of Sailor Scouts. There's actually ten of them plus the bad guys, and it gets on and on and on. Then you have the, the Black Moon family, and it's a lot of... It's, worth checking out now the reason why I say this is because it's one of those stories which is kind of empowering for women it's a character who is a superhero who you know she got her abilities at random it seems and she's a normal girl and she has problems and doubts and as you read the manga she matures she gets older and more wise to her abilities and she's not stupid about them I mean there's a lot of characters who you can bestow them abilities and they become powerful and strong and they don't grow into their ability they don't come into their own in Sailor Moon Usagi does come into her own she becomes like well Princess Serenity she becomes this person who's a leader and is strong and does the right thing but her core self is still there being that she's clumsy at times and she's a motor mouth and she's just trying her best that she can and she's endearing she's an endearing character and all the characters are endearing well except for Mars but that's my own thing because I don't like her I mean she's okay but she's got that whole butch lesbian thing going and she's not a lesbian that will save for Sailor Saturn a different character who's later on and it's hard to talk about this series because so many people have seen the anime and I don't want to destroy your hopes and dreams about it because everyone who's seen this has got their interpretation about it. a lot of my friends who are male who've seen this they like it it's interesting and a lot of my female friends love it too and it's just I don't know I can't really talk much about this but the one thing I could say is that there's a lot of recurring themes in this series which make it more than what it is because of course the whole thing with the planets is pretty inventive. Also, you have the whole astrology aspect. You have Greek mythology thrown in for some things. There's a lot of Japanese elements because, you know, you have the earth, water, wind, so on and so forth. I know I'm saying so on and so forth so much, and I apologize, but, you know, I don't want to butcher this series or make it seem bad or... Anyway, I should shut up now. 
for a series like this, you can't really say much to destroy it or make it even bad. It's it's a unique series. The art style is very shoujo-y in the manga. I will tell you this now. In the anime, it's it's old school, but it's still cool. The manga is very, very shoujo-y. It's very bubbly. Sailor Moon looks insanely cute. So does Luna and a lot of the other characters. And even the scenes, which are truly horrific, where the leader of the Dark Kingdom, well, her subordinate, Queen Beryl, when she does something horrible, when you see her fighting the Sailor Scouts, even her in her most wicked, it still has this elegant feel to it, which is just very... It's just very... Yeah, I can't even say it. It just has a nice feel to it, even though it's supposed to be a horrific being. And Queen Metallia, well, she is just energy and she looks evil, but there's not much you can do with that. But it's got an elegant feel to it, which fits well with the whole theme of reincarnation, rebirth, and just that girl power thing, which I was telling you about. You have all the little things that girls like, including the long-lost romance between Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. And you have, of course... The comical aspects, including with the Sailor Scouts bickering amongst one each other. And you have, of course, Luna and Artemis fighting and, well, doing things. And you have other random things, including a little five-year-old girl holding a gun at a 14-year-old. Which, when you first see it, like, what? That's just random. And a little bit shocking, but, oh well, the creator must have had some weird idea of what they were doing. Oh well. So, before I give my rating of what this manga is i'm just going to take a little break so here's some break music and of course a promo from the wonderful and lovely r5 central oh, God, oh i know hey i can you do me a favor and turn to channel six really quick oh i suppose Music's on before the show. And we're back, and that was a very odd promo from R5 Central, but oh well. Guess that's the way it goes. So, pretty much, he, let me tell you what I think about Salem before I give my rating. Alright, series is pretty good, well written, a little flowery for my taste, but it wasn't bad, and for that reason and that reason alone, I have to give this manga a borrow from a friend and never return unless offered Pocky or gummies, and it is a secret shame, it's a secret shame that a lot of guys, if you read it, you'll like it, I mean, some girls will be like, oh, that's gay if a guy reads it, well, you know, hey, it's a manga that's inventive and different, it's got a unique story, it flows very well, because a lot of manga don't flow well. I, I've read a lot of them, and they don't flow, and they're just very long paced Example is D-Gray Man. Great concept, great art design, it just is all over the fucking place. It takes, it just kind of railroads you right in. This, it goes one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. It flows. It has a way it goes, and it's balanced and even. And I know the D-Gray Man fans are like, you're evil for saying such things. I'm sorry. I like the Gray Man, but that first book killed me. It really did. Either way. 
I definitely recommend this. I mean, even if you're an anime fan, you're a guy, and you're like, hey, this manga looks really girly, check it out. You might like it. It might be cool. And the anime is worth checking out. But I will say this now. If you get the anime, do not buy the Funimation version. I repeat, do not buy it. It was so severely frickin' edited. Out of 46 episodes, only 25 of them were released, and one of them was three episodes put together to make one. If you can get a chance, and if you have the money to burn, buy the uncut Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon box set, which is from ADV, and currently, it's since it was discontinued, it's like $400. I was lucky to get the first season on my own. The second season is a bootleg, unfortunately. I couldn't get the second season, because they did release it, but it's worth getting. Worth checking out. It truly is. So, that's that's all I can really say about this series. I mean, I really want to go more into Sailor Moon. I really do, because there's so much to talk about with this series. I mean, the whole Sentai aspect. And then you have the whole thing with the man-woman thing, where you had a character who was male in the Japanese version, in the Japanese manga, and in the English version, he's a woman. And, but, I'm not going to spoil everything to ruin it for yourselves, you have to read the manga. Definitely check it out. You can find it in a lot of used bookstores, and a lot of bookstores they still have it maybe ducked away, but if you are looking for a better way to find it, you can check it out at OneManga.com or MangaFox or a couple of the other scanlation sites. Some people posted the entire series up, and it's pretty good quality. The only thing, though, is that the Japanese scans, you can tell because they say Usagi and they're they are the traditional for Japanese right to left and then the English scans are left to right which can be a little unnerving when you're used to reading one way and then you're like oh I gotta switch over and characters are completely different and slang terms are different like instead of calling uh, Sailor Venus V-Chan let's call her V-Babe that kinda was oh I forgot about that the one thing that did drive me nuts was the female slang drove me up a fucking wall because good series great story uh the lingo very feminine very kind of california bubbly like oh hey like whatever um uh it's like they're not valley girls they're supposed to be sailor scout so sailor zenji and that kind of was a little grating at times but what are you gonna do it's manga there's not much else we can do about that. So, either way, I think that's it for this review, hopefully. So, yeah, I believe that's it. So let us get on with the other part of the this podcast, which is, of course, some new information for you, including my lovely and wonderful new contest. Now, first off, for those of you who have been, been listening for a long time, when I first started out this podcast, I had an assistant, a co-host who I miss a lot, especially when talking by myself is a little boring. When I was talking with her, we were able to feed off each other and make it more interesting. But unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately for her, her dreams came true when she got married. And she left, had a kid, so on and so forth. So she hasn't been a part of the show anymore. She still listens. She still enjoys it. But she wanted to give a gift to you guys. And what happened is that her and her husband donated several manga to me and I'm not talking about like five or ten I'm talking about a substantial amount and 
My room is cluttered as beyond belief, where my manga is <laughs> stored. And what happened is that I have to get rid of these. I really do, and she wants you guys to have them. So, very simple. I'm going to have a contest, and whoever emails me and answers three very simple questions will get a shitload of manga. And now the first thing going up, the grandiose prize, this is the biggest thing I am giving right now, is 11 volumes of Yu Yu Hakusho. So volume 1 to 11 of Yu Yu Hakusho. That is $110 value. You get these three questions right, you will get that prize. There are other mangas here, a couple others, which I'm not going to tell you what they are, but they're just as good. But this is the big prize. 11 volumes of Yu Yu Hakusho I will send to you if you get this. You just have to email me at the website sparkin at gmail.com. That's all you got to do. Email sparkin at gmail.com and you answer these three questions. You get it. And these questions are insanely easy. If you don't get these questions, I'll be very surprised at you. Now, what are the questions that I'm going to be asking you? Very simple. Now, the first question is, what is your name? That again, question number one is, what is your name? Alright, now question number two. Very simple and very easy. Second question is, what is your address? Well, of course, that's kind of bad because I shouldn't be saying that, so let me change that up a little bit. So as opposed to what is your address, now that I think about it, let us change it to what is your favorite podcast. You don't put this one down, you won't be disqualified, but what is your favorite podcast? So question number one, what is your name? Question two, what is your favorite podcast? And now the third question, the third question very easy. In episode 30, I reviewed two mangas. It's the missing episode. Episode 30, I reviewed two mangas. And what were the two mangas I was supposed to review? Episode 30. Well, one of them, John Paul Fightbait, was supposed to review. So you just have to get the one I was supposed to review. That's it. You get that. You mail those three questions, which are the answers to question number one, what is your name? Number two, what is your favorite podcast? And number three, what manga was I supposed to review in episode 30? That's all you have to answer. If you answer those three questions and you send it to me, you get the prize. That simple. Um, if you are out of country, it may take some time. But if you're in, in country, it should be very easy to get a hold of you. Out of country, just, you know, paying for fees of exporting something, so on and so forth. It may take some time. It may take more than three weeks. But if you're in country, you will get it by the end of the week. It will cost me shitload, but it'll be worth it because I like you fans. You fans make me happy. I enjoy talking to you guys. And I, you guys listen to my podcast. And... Mason really liked doing this and she felt you guys deserved a prize so I think it's worth it so 
like I said, you answer those three questions, you get the big prize, which is pretty nice and pretty cool. Now, also, if you want to check out the podcast, any other information about it besides the answer, which is not on the website, but you can check out the website, sparkin.podbean.com. We're also online on Twitter, Spyrokin. I always put up information data about it. And also, you can contact me on the phone at 206-426-6665. That, again, is 206-426-MONK. All this, all these links and data will be on the show notes. You can actually look on your show notes, and it'll say all the information, all the little blurbs about it, and you can check it out. So, I believe that's it for the information. Oh, yes, also, we do have a forum, which no one ever goes to, which is sparkin.rapboards.com, but why mention it? Uh, like I said, the email is sparkin at gmail.com. I'm also on Xbox Live under Zan Space Sparkin. And if you really want to contact me and not the show, if you want to just ask me a question personally, my personal email is zan.spyrokin at gmail.com. I don't have the money right now to make it into a www.spyrokin.com, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so, that's it for this episode, the 60th episode of the Spyrokin Manga. If you don't worry, we got a lot more going on. But before I end this episode, there's something I do have to do. The most important thing of the show, and... If you are a fan of the show, I think this is your favorite part, because it's mine as well. So, what am I talking about, new fans? I'm talking about the one, the only, the Wheel Manga! Yes, my dear listeners, the Wheel of Manga. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune which I have made, which is covered in the skulls. And what happens is I will spin the Wheel of Manga, which has 10 slots on it, and I'm assigned 10 random manga for my list of 2,000 mangas on it. And what I'm going to do is, whatever number that lands on, that's what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga and see what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode. So I'm reviewing number four, which is going to be Clannad. So for the next episode of the Spark and Mar Review, I'm going to be reviewing Clannad. Heard it was a good series. We'll see how it is, and definitely you'll hear from me again. And before I forget, before I forget, last things, you do have a time date on the contest. It is August 10th. 2009 that is when the first person to send to me will get it and I, and I have a lot of people who are sending me stuff and if you don't think you get on time send me a reason why you think you should get something email me and write down why you think you should get something if it's because you've listened for a long time or give me a legitimate reason or a funny reason give me a reason why you just think you deserve one of these mangas because even if I send out the winner who's going to get the 11 manga, I have a shitload of other manga I have to get rid of. So, like I said, if you want, and you don't think you're going to get it, or you don't know it, give me a reason why I should send you some manga. And we'll see what happens. Alright? So, believe that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I've had a lot of fun doing this, I'm going to keep doing this. We're at 60, 40 more, and we make 100. Will I hit 40? Fuck yes. So, I think that's it. As usual, this is the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, and I am Gonesville.